Hello, Abiding Together podcast listeners. This is Michelle, and I am so excited to tell you about what book we chose for the Lenten season 2021. We chose This Present Paradise. It is a spiritual journey with St. Elizabeth of the Trinity. And this little Carmelite saint packs a punch. She is going to take us on a journey to go deeper into the heart of the Trinity, to go deeper in our own personal holiness and our own personal mission and what it means to have true union with the Lord and what it means to have that peace that surpasses all understanding. I'm so excited to journey with you all this Lent on this book. I think the Lord has something really special for us all. And... For Sophia Press is the uh, publishing house that published this book, and they offered a special gift for all of our listeners. For the first 500 listeners that purchased through Sophia Press, the link will be in this show notes and this email. They will offer a second book for free on Carmelite spirituality. We don't know the title of the second book, but... If you buy the St. Elizabeth of the Trinity book, This Present Paradise by Claire Dwyer, you will get a second book free from Sophia Press. Also, we have a bonus for all of our patrons. We are so thankful for all of our Patreon members and our patrons that give monthly to the podcast. You are the reason that we are able to do what we do. So for all of our Patreon members that we have some downloadable PDFs for you. We have a beautiful print for the Prayer to the Trinity by St. Elizabeth of the Trinity. We have some PDF podcast notes where you can download to take notes of the podcast. And we also have some bookmarks that you can download that have our reading schedule and a beautiful quote by St. Elizabeth of the Trinity. If you are not currently a patron, you can totally sign up at patreon.com backslash abiding together podcast. And if you sign up in January or February, you will get all of the Lenten bonuses that we give to our patrons already. So we are so excited to take this journey with you this Lent. And Heather will be coming out with a video soon to show you how do you do a Lenten book study with the Abiding Together podcast if you have not joined us before. But we really have been praying about this, and we feel like the Holy Spirit has something special for us all this Lent to dive deeper into the heart of the Trinity. Praying with you all and can't wait to get started. Hi, friends. This episode of the Abiding Together podcast is brought to you by Walking With Purpose. Do you long for healing and wholeness? Would you like to be rooted and grounded in a love that will never fail you? Fearless and Free, a Catholic book study from Walking With Purpose, will allow you to experience healing and wholeness in Christ. In this transformational study, you will journey through the book of Ephesians to gain a firm biblical foundation to stand on no matter what life throws your way. The six-lesson format of Fearless and Free makes it an ideal Bible study for Lent, and a free leader's guide can be downloaded from the Fearless and Free webpage. Just go to walkingwithpurpose.com slash fearless and use the code ABIDE15 for 15% off Fearless and Free, now through Ash Wednesday, February 17th. We hope you enjoy this episode. God bless you. Welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I'm joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. This podcast is born out of our friendship and all that the Lord is doing in our lives. You hear us laugh, you hear us cry, you hear us share very vulnerably, and you hear us talk about the things that we're still learning along the way, and you're most welcome to join us. 
You can find out all of our information on our podcast episodes on abidingtogetherpodcast.com. But for now, grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hello and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast. Welcome to season nine and to a brand new year and all kinds of beautiful things. And as we always do, we were just chatting a bit before we started the podcast and you're going to love this one. So we're going we're to talk about Hannah. We're going to talk about desire. We're going to talk about birth and, and death and life and hope and dreams and all these wonderful things. So put on your seatbelt, right? It's going to be a good one. So ladies, good morning. I just want to give a shout out to Heather Kim who got up at four o'clock this morning to record this podcast. We are, because we are literally in three different time zones right now. The love is real. Amen. The love is real. <laughs> Michelle, be like, y'all, you, you can do it yourself. I ain't getting up at four o'clock in the morning. Come Girl, I don't know if I love y'all that much. Heather, you are the woman. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. We all got to take one for the team mm-hmm. every now and then. So. Heather, we love you. you yeah. It just takes so much for us to be able, because what goes into production and three different time zones and all of our schedules and all that. And Heather was the sacrificial lamb today. Like she was. Look at her. It's because I have a candle in front of me. So my <laughs> eyes look like they're sparkling. New year, new you. you know? <laughs> Easy now. Okay, let's go. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. So for our podcast, so we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about the story of Hannah. And so if you want to join with us, we're going to talk about uh, in the Old Testament, the first book of Samuel, uh, chapters one and two. And we're going to, throughout this season, we're going to talk periodically about different women in the Bible. We spoke extensively about, uh, if you were with us for our Advent series about Mary and, you know, all these women in a way are like a, a kind of a an archetype or a prototype of her, which we'll see in the fullness of, of what the Lord will do through her life and bringing Christ to us. But we've seen a special way, the story of Hannah. So if you want to join with us, we're going to journey through the bit of her story. But we want to talk a bit, uh, first of all, about just the scripture passage for our time together. And then also a quote from a beautiful quote that Michelle found from St. Therese. So from 1 Samuel 1, 17, uh, where it says, Daughter, the God of Israel has granted your petition as you have asked of him. And then you'll hear Hannah proclaim, which is a very much a foretaste, a foreshadowing of Mary's Magnificat, when Hannah says, My heart exalts in the Lord. My horn is exalted in my God. I have swallowed up my enemies. I rejoice in my victory. There is no holy one like the Lord. There is no rock like our God. So, and from St. Therese, uh, where she says, to limit your desires and your hope is to misunderstand God's infinite goodness. And so before, I'm just going to let Heather kind of open this up for us. But uh, the story of Hannah very succinctly is, uh, is she's a woman who desperately wants to have a child. And for whatever reason, you know, she and her husband, and he has a second wife. And so the other wife can have children and the other wife lords it over her. And, but for some reason, it says the Lord closed her womb, which we're going to talk about. And Hannah continues to desire and she continues to go before the Lord every year at the temple and plead. People make fun of her, people mock her, but she won't give up that desire. And she surrenders her heart to the Lord and says, Lord, if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you. And the Lord not only grants her desire, but gives her one of the greatest prophets who will anoint King David later on and open up like the Davidic kingdom. But Lord, later on, will also give her five more children, which I absolutely love, which is such a great story. So Heather, is there's so much here, but as we kind of journey into this, what are some of the things that speak to you that really stir your heart as we dive into this story of Hannah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, just, you know, thinking about the Bible, entirely like there's so many this is our story you know this is our story and there's elements of our story that we can find scattered all throughout scripture if we think that scripture isn't relevant well we just get into these stories and here we have Hannah who has desires that aren't met and is that not within all of us that we have places where we feel like God has not listened or God has not answered or God has not given what we want or what we think we should have or maybe even sometimes what we think we deserve and what do we do in the midst of ache you know what do, what do we do 
in the midst of unanswered prayers and ache. And I think this is just a beautiful place to begin because these are the places where I think we want to avoid and we're scared because at the Mm -hmm. bottom of that, we're faced with what do we really believe about God and where do we stand with him and where does our Mm -hmm. doubt come in and where is our faith at? But I don't want us to be afraid. These are the places, the exact places that God wants to go into our heart, the places where we have this ache, where we're longing, where we have questions, where we feel like we're despairing. And um, so I'm really glad we're talking about this today because I think this is a place that's very deep within many of us. In fact, I'd say within all of us. So. Michelle, what are some of your first thoughts? Yeah, when we were even toying around with this idea of Hannah and other women in the Bible that we don't get to experience their stories, it is. Every woman in the Bible, her story Mm -hmm. is part of our story. Mm -hmm. All of our stories are weaved together. And the whole idea of barrenness, not being able to, Mm -hmm. and I think it ties so well into our Advent series, especially Mary's womb. And I think that is like a common theme that's been in Mm -hmm. the past season and probably will carry on in this next season is the womb. And what is the Lord trying to birth in us? And I think there's physical barrenness and I think there's spiritual barrenness and I think there's emotional barrenness, but I think the Lord wants to bear good fruit within us. And I just keep on going back to the end of Vatican Mm -hmm. II and that when he is talking about women and they're impregnated with the hope of the future, you know, and I really feel like the Lord wants to birth something through women Mm -hmm. in this next season. And I think he wants to birth something pure through women in this next season. But I think it's also going to be our responsibility with the Holy Spirit to cultivate Mm -hmm. and really look at those areas of barrenness in our lives and see where he wants to bring forth life. And those are hard. And I was really really challenged at the end of the new year. It was like almost a warning from the Mm -hmm. Lord when I was praying one day and he said, you need to stop numbing the ache and ignoring the longing of your heart, you know? And I think that's a, I think he's asking Mm -hmm. all of us, do not numb the ache or, you know, ignore the longing, bring it to him, bring it to him. He knows it anyway, but bring it to him in all of it and all the areas. Mm -hmm. I think and I, what you both are saying is is just so true. And desire, even that word, is stirs up a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> in our hearts. And yeah. because, and we have, you know, as human beings, we have different levels of desire. We have natural desires, we have supernatural desires, and we have the way that the Lord is ordering our desire and our longings and our aches and and really the hope of you know, the hope of glory, the hope of attaining, the hope of finally becoming one with God forever for all eternity. That's the deepest ache. That's our ache for heaven. And so every other ache we have is a, really a foreshadowing of of some sort of glimmer of that reality. And I, I was having a wonderful, I, I'm in Tallahassee right now and we're about to, I'm with uh, Dr. Bob Schutz and we're about to uh, embark on a healing retreat for about 18 priests this week. And so Bob and I, uh, were, I just had a wonderful conversation. We were, you know, we know Bob very well and we were talking about desire and ache and it's oftentimes the first for us, I know for myself, you know, just all, like you and the three of us, all of us have different desires in our hearts that we feel like haven't been satisfied yet, or we we wonder if they will. And I, there's a particular one in my heart that I just keep offering to the Lord and offering to the Lord and asking Him to purify. And there are days where I say, Lord, can you just take this away from me? This is too painful. Like this is this is so deep and it is so painful, and I don't see how it's going to be fulfilled this side of mm-hmm. heaven. And it is mm-hmm. it is literally crucifying, mm-hmm. and. Just Bob was just so, oh, Bob was just so great. And he just looked at me and he said, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's that very thing as you press more deeply into that. And as you continue to surrender and to allow that desire to come into the deepest places, maybe it's that very thing that's allowing the fertility in all the rest of your life, the fruitfulness in all Mm -hmm. the rest of your life. So he said, 
to deny that desire, to deny it and to say it's not there, to, 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 to numb it, he said, it's going to actually render you, in a sense, barren in these other places. Like, so let the, let the desire burn and let Jesus speak into that. And I just, we're at lunch table, I'm eating a steak salad. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. crying over my steak salad, you know? Oh, worse. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I mean, don't we know that? Don't you guys know yeah. that in your own life, those yeah. places? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. And you think, if you even voice them, oh, gosh, like yeah. if you even it's voice so them that, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it is, it's vulnerable because what if, what if he doesn't come through or what if these desires are not meant to be or what you just fill in the blank to all of that. And I think it's what Heather says, is he good? Like it is, it really, it really just shows us our root system. Is the soil of my heart really rooted in the goodness of mm. the Lord? Is it, and is it, you know, it always reveals our trust issues. You know, I always say the Lord, I always go back to the garden. You know, he and I are always working on our trust issues, but Mm -hmm. can I trust him with the desires of my heart? And the funny Mm -hmm. thing is he's the one that placed him in our hearts. And we're like, can we trust him with those? And he's, and he, I mean, I'm sure he's like just shaking his head, like dear child, I'm the one that put him there. Girl, what do you think? You know, and Mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. And I think along with like, you know, desires and the feeling of the ache, sometimes for many of us, we can just go to the place where we feel like God's forgotten us there, you know? And I was watching a conference a couple of days ago and Christine Kane said something about, you know, it's hard when you think that God's forgotten you. It's even harder when you, when you see him remembering everybody else. And she was just saying, you know, but if we're focused on what everybody else is getting or receiving, like we don't Mm -hmm. see what God is doing in our own Amen. life. And, and it takes patience, you know, it takes trust and patience in those places and we can keep our eyes fixed on him or we can focus on what everybody else has going on, you know, and this is where the rubber meets the road. This is the hard stuff of life. Like, you know, can I really trust and keep my eyes fixed on Jesus in the midst of ache and pain and, and barrenness, you know, and then trust, like, what is God doing with this? What does he want to do? And am I opening wide my heart for him to accomplish it. Which I think is such a perfect example for the story of Hannah, because here is Hannah, it says who her husband loved her, like there's two wives and you could tell like she was the favored wife, but yet she could not bear a child. And the other wife totally, like sister said, lorded it over her and almost taunted her with it. It says, I love it, it says provoked her sorely, like to irritate her. I was like, oh my gosh, don't we do that as women at times? We need to go ahead. But I know it's like, it's like harsh. It is. It's totally harsh, but don't we do that as women in times? Like, isn't it? And I, I was thinking about that because think about like Sarah and Hagar in Genesis. Sarah could not have a child. And so she asked Hagar, you know, because she took control of God's promise instead of allowing God to take control of the promise in his timing. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, manipulated in her own hand and it caused discord. So what mm-hmm. is it that we look at other women's fruitfulness and think that God forgot about our, oh, you wow. know, abundance, mm-hmm. but he didn't. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where instead of being competitive, we actually have to be contemplative. Like we mm-hmm. have to contemplate on the face of the Lord and look at him and have him look at us. And if we get in that gaze and align ourselves with the Lord's gaze, we don't look around at other people's mm-hmm. fruitfulness because we know the Lord has something for us. But mm-hmm. man, is it, isn't it easy to look to the left or right and say, oh, I'm barren. She's fruitful. I want what she's got. Mm-hmm. And what is it in us and the women that want to taunt other women? Like, no, no, that goes mm-hmm. against the very core and essence of who we are as life givers. We are mm-hmm. to bear forth life in other women, not to destroy it with our words. 
Yeah, I think what Bob said, sister, like really hits the nail on the head about like, do we trust that maybe things won't look the way that we want? But is it, is it, could it be amazing? Could it even be beyond our expectation of what we Mm -hmm. had in mind for our own story, you know? And um, I have some good friends and I've just seen this roll out in their life in such a powerful way. Um, She wasn't able to have children and, you know, what a sorrow. And everywhere around her, you know, she comes from a big family, everywhere around her, there's just babies and people having babies. And I, you know, watched her over the years, not just, I mean, there were tears in the quiet, but she rejoiced with every, every one of those that, that came along. But what did God have in store for her? You know, they started adopting and opened the door for adoption and now they have this like, enormously beautiful family of all of these adopted kids. And then after 20 years, she has one, you know, she has, uh, she got pregnant and had a baby and it's just like hanging in there, you know, for one, but also just like letting God write the story. Like Mm -hmm. this has gone far beyond their expectations and they're living in the fruitfulness of that. And they've been such a witness to me as I've seen it, you know, I'm seeing like God roll out his faithfulness. She never would have had this, in her mind at the beginning of like, this Mm -hmm. is how our story is going to go, you know, Mm -hmm. but it has brought about abundant blessing far beyond, I mean, in everybody's life and all of these children's lives and, you know, their biological parents' lives. And I mean, it's unbelievable what God has done. And so I look at that and I go, is it not the same God who wants to take care of me? You know, Mm -hmm. is it not the same God who wants to bring about fruitfulness in the areas of my life where, you know, I don't have any control or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so good. That And that's the journey that all of us are on. That's the journey of the purification. That's the journey of the restoration. That's that's the whole process. <laughs> and we talk about that a lot on this podcast of like the process of how the Lord does these things. And many times we want to arrive at the end. We don't want to do the process. It's, it's just too. And it's, I think if you, if you will, if we look at Hannah, it's very similar to that. Cause I can guarantee you, if you look at the first, we look at the first chapter of the first book of Samuel, where you you know, she, as a woman, she has a natural desire for children. Like that's our deepest desire is to, to bear and to conceive and to, to protect and defend and to bless life. And you see just her own journey of not being able to have kids. And, and her, the other wife makes fun of her. And then, you know, her husband is just wonderful, but he's like, am I not worth to you more than 10 sons? But there's a beautiful love of a husband and a wife, but there's, there's an yeah, ache in like a woman. No, (laughs) (laughs) but I I love what it says because verse nine says, after they had eaten and drunk in Shiloh, Hannah rose. Now, Eli, the priest was sitting on the seat beside the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. This is so great. Verse 10, she was deeply distressed and Mm -hmm. prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you see, she's not pretending. She's not pretending it doesn't hurt or she's not pretending that she knows what's going to happen, or she's not pretending it's not hard. That freedom, we talked about that lamentation in one of our podcasts last season, like that freedom is so good that she Mm -hmm. went before the Lord. And then from that, so you see the purification happening, you see the transformation happening. And then it says, verse 11, it says, and she vowed a vow and she said to the Lord, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give to your maidservant a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall touch his head. And so what happens is Eli sees her praying and he thinks she's drunk and she's like, I'm not drunk. I'm just praying to the Lord. But after we've all she prayed like that, haven't we? Yes, like, we have. Well, we're doing that this morning. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, but it's beautiful because then after she makes that prayer, she weeps bitterly. She laments, weeps bitterly and pours her heart out to the Lord. She says, then the woman went her way and ate and her countenance was no longer sad. 
So you see like the birth, like the birth of the lamentation, the yes. release of the grief where she could finally surrender it and surrender it and surrender it. And it was only after that, right, that the Lord brings about that desire where, as a friend of mine says, where the Lord's desire for a prophet and her desire for a son meet and the will of God is mm-hmm. given birth there. And I always wonder, it was that surrenderness, that surrender and yeah. that desperation, like where yes. you are so desperate for the Lord and your heart aches and you bring it to Him. And I'm always, I'm wondering like if the, if it was easy for Hannah to get pregnant, would she mm. have been that desperate? If it was easy for her yes. to get pregnant, would she have surrendered Samuel? The Lord yes. knew what she yes. needed, needed to happen to bring her to himself. And that is what all these trials are. That is what the constant surrender does. It makes sure that our hearts are aligned with the Lord's heart so that he can bring forth the best fruits. But it takes desperation mm-hmm. and he wants us desperate mm-hmm. for him. He wants us desperate and surrendered. And we're in that location, that is fertile ground for the Lord to move and bring forth that abundance. And I have to tell you, like we talked about this before the podcast, it made me mad when it says the Lord closed her womb. I'm like, that's not nice. Who? That's, I mean, you know, you're in timeout, Lord. That's not nice. Like we don't, but that goes back to how do we trust his character? Like I think the Lord closed her womb, but I'm thinking, okay, the Lord closed her womb, but he can open it also, right? Because he's the one that did it, you know, and he was trying to draw Hannah to himself, you know, and I mean, Mm -hmm. I just know in all the situations in my own life when the Lord closes something down, he's like, hey, look here, I want your attention. Are you desperate Mm -hmm. for me? Remember, I'm your first love. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Heather, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think so easily in those places, like there's probably people listening right now that are like, yeah, God's manipulative. Why would he do that? You know, if he's a loving God. And I think that's where we go in our hearts is because mm-hmm. our, we don't have an experience of love here on this earth that is perfect. Like God's love is perfect. We can have great experiences of love, but they are but a glimmer of God's love for us. Like his love is pure. His love is perfect. He doesn't play games with us. Like it is all about the good. And there is suffering in life, but sometimes that suffering is about a greater plan and what God wants to do with that. And and yeah, it, it keeps coming back. Our conversation always, do we trust him? Do we trust that he's good? But do we trust him to write our story? You know, do we want to write our own story? Will we trust that God is, is going to be good as he writes our story and that he wants to bring about good things even in the suffering? And this is what we mm-hmm. see in the crucifixion. This is the most horrible suffering that that we can see anyone endure what Christ went through and he carried the sins of us all and he, and then he completely flips everything on its head so what was horrible now becomes this beautiful sign of glory and the greatest sign of love that the world will ever know it's like this is this is when we look at the cross and there's often when i'm in suffering like i wear a cross around my neck and i literally will just hold on to it and remember like jesus you make all things new you make all things new even when it looks desperate even at its darkest you can make all things new and that's the promise of the cross for us and um And that's honestly where I have to go. I have to just cling to the cross and cling Mm -hmm. to the promise. Mm -hmm. Mm. What you both are saying there is very true. I think, Heather, for just to touch upon what you just said is that clinging to the cross and something that you mentioned earlier of things don't always look the way that we think they will or that Mm -hmm. we think they should or we think we deserve. And so often that isn't that where the difficulty comes. We get something, we're like, well, that's not what I wanted. I didn't or I didn't want it like that. Mm-hmm. And we rob ourselves really of the receptivity and the reception of what the Lord wishes to give us in a certain situation and our ideas of of how things might be. And to hearken to what you just said, Michelle, 
how many times in our life, you know, the Lord is always, we talked about this, like the Lord is always about our hearts. He's always about our person. We're often about other things, Mm -hmm. but the Lord is always about our hearts. He's about bringing us, he's about belonging. He's about bringing us to himself. And how many of us, I think I can say this myself, how many of us have had a delayed delayed reception of something we really wanted, or it came about in a different way and thank God it did because I would have made an idol out of it. Had I been given what I wanted, I would have put that in the place of God. I would have made an idol out of it. I would have worshiped it instead of God. And so out of his mercy, he, he does his best for us. Like, you know, I was thinking about that last night before I fell asleep. I'm like, Lord, you, you allow to happen, whatever happens in my life. Of course, God doesn't will suffering, you know, that's the product of sin, but you allow whatever is happening in my life right now, because you're good Mm -hmm. and and you're, you're eternally good. And you would not allow something to happen to me if you weren't going to bring something good out of it. So I think what, like the, what you both are saying, especially like checking our motives and to be very honest about what's in our heart and then to continually surrender those things. It's not a one and done. We just keep going back over and over and over and over again. And the Lord purifies that and he brings such incredible beauty from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And God is the promise, you know, Amen. like the things that we yes. desire are not the promise. Like Amen. even That's as we come into yeah. 2021, you know, and everybody's like, oh, can 2020 be over and come into 2021? Like as if everything's going to be different. And this year isn't the promise. Like Jesus is the promise. God is the promise. And, and it's all about him. It's all about union with him. Our whole lives, it's about union with him and where we're headed in the hope of heaven. But gosh, we lose perspective so quickly. It's so hard for us to keep perspective. And that's why that daily, well, now for me, moment by moment practice of like, Jesus, I need to fix my eyes on you is so, so, so vitally important, especially when it comes to the aches in our heart. The more we look at the ache and just stare at ourselves, you know, the navel gazing that can go on within that can paralyze us. And I think for many people, they're waiting for the promise, but they're not doing anything. They're just sitting literally stalled in their life and they're not mm-hmm. living their life. Mm-hmm. There's something about this that I've seen so many people that I, gosh, I have so, I am so proud of them because there's promises that they, you know, or things that they want in their life, whether it be they want to be married, they want to have children and, and they're waiting and waiting and waiting, but they're not stagnant in their waiting. They're waiting, they're trusting, but they're living, they're living life and embracing what God has for them in the moment. Michelle, what are you thinking? And I think the posture of Hannah, when she goes through this process of lamenting and surrendering, and then the Lord grants her this child, Samuel, and she keeps true to her promise to the Lord, she gives yes. him back. So when we mm. receive that desire of our heart, she surrenders it right back. And mm. that is a refining process. Like she gives it mm. back to him. And that isn't that the thing? The Lord gives us something, but then we need to return it back. And not only she yeah. gives it back to the Lord, she renders, surrenders this child to the Lord. Then she goes back and praises him. Like in mm. this prophetic praise that like sister said before, is like a precursor to the Magnificat, Mary's Magnificat. Mm. No, but in this prophetic praise, it almost reveals like who Samuel is, this child, you know, Mm -hmm. that he is a prophet. And it says even in the book of Samuel, I think in chapter three, it says that the Lord hadn't spoken to the people in a long time. That basically Israel, the state of Israel's soul and womb was barren right now there. The Lord was not speaking. Mm -hmm. But because of Hannah and her surrender, I think this is the power of women. And I love our Mm -hmm. our dear friend, Father John Burns says, right now is the time for women in the church and their prophetic voices. So Mm. I really feel like right now in the church, the Lord wants to birth, you know, whether it's physical children, spiritual children, movements, or just open our hearts 
to do what needs to be done in our land, in our territory, in our influence right now, you know, is to surrender our desires and see the Lord. And I, this is one, one more thing that I love about the Lord. Not only does he give her Samuel, but he gives her multiple other children yeah. afterwards. Oh, and oh I think we always have to remind ourselves he will not be outdone in generosity. He will mm-hmm. not be outdone in generosity. And he is the God of double portion. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you really, this is what you want? I see what you want and I'll bless it and give it abundantly. You know, that is who he is. But mm-hmm. it's so easy to forget. And can we be people of praise and thanksgiving when we receive what mm-hmm. he wants for us also? I think it's really quick to take it and run. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> And to separate the gift from the giver. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's about the giver. Heather, are you going to say something? No, it's just reminding me of something that Bishop Barron said. He said, your being increases in the measure that you give it away. Mm -hmm. I I mean, that's very JP2, right? Like there is something about like when we make a sincere gift of ourselves to the Lord, to the world, to the people that God has entrusted to us. And and you can only do that when you're looking out, when you're not staring at yourself, you know, and staring at your problems and staring at like the unmet desires. Like you can only do that when you're looking out and when you stay open. Like yeah. often our unmet desires shut us down. It mm. makes a, our hearts grow cold. We want to yes. put up a wall. Like we get defensive, like in a way of like protecting ourselves. And I think that there's some places there that maybe today the Lord is just inviting us to, to maybe, you know, like offer those to him again and to at least talk to him about it, you know, at least to say like, Lord, like I'm feel scared here to open up my heart to you because I feel hurt. And Mm -hmm. can you help me to trust you here Mm -hmm. to trust you that you aren't going to hurt me, Mm -hmm. that you you want good for me, that you love me here. Mm -hmm. Can we just pray right now? Yeah. Can we just pray mm-hmm. for that? Would that be okay? Just mm-hmm. I think that would be lovely. Yeah, yeah. I just I, as you say that, Heather, I just I it's like a holy. We have mm-hmm. these moments sometimes in our podcast. I'm like, I just want to stop right here and just just tarry a bit. <laughs> and uh, maybe what we could do is just, dear listeners, we just want to invite you, if you can, just to quiet yourself just for a second, and you can close your eyes if you want. And you might have heard some things today that have been just tender in your heart. And we just want to invite you just right now to maybe bring one of those things to the Lord. And if it's, it's okay if you feel angry or you feel despairing or you feel distressed, that's okay. But just would you be willing just today to maybe let one of those places come to the surface? These are deep, sacred places that the Lord reverences very much. And Jesus, I pray that you would come and sit beside us. That your love would be just a liquid, healing, covering, comforting balm to every single one of us right now in these places. I just ask you, Jesus, that you would speak a word to each one of us right now, wherever we are. What do you want us to know about this part of our heart and your love for us right here? And I just ask you, dear listeners, what what would you like to say to the Lord in response to that, whatever it may be?
Jesus, I pray that each one of us, wherever we are, would meet your tenderness and your kindness today in this place where you are attuned to us and attentive to us. And these things matter to you. I pray that your kindness would melt the walls in our hearts, the places where we are afraid, the places where we are hopeless, the places where we're just tired. And I pray that even now, the seed of your love would sink deep into the soil of our soul and new life would be born at this very moment. Guard us and protect us, Lord, in your precious blood. And send your holy and healing angels to minister to each one of us right now. And we praise you, Lord, and we thank you. In your holy name, amen. 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 Well. <laughs> well. Well. Um, there's a song... I've said this before as my one thing, so I'm going to say it before our one things because it's just so good and it really has carried me through a lot of these moments, but it's by Maverick City Music and it's called Promises. And mm. there's just been so many times this year that I've been drawn to sing that song, you know, just there's power in declaration. There's power in saying out loud the truth about who God is. Mm. Yeah, that song in particular has been very, very good. So I just want to encourage people to go pray with that a little bit as well. Mm -hmm. Can I just, before we go, can I just read the rest of, uh, from verse 18 to 21, which is a lovely mm -hmm. kind of full circle for Hannah. And it says, verse 18, chapter uh, two says, Samuel, her son was ministering before the Lord, a boy girded with a linen ephod, which is a priestly garment. And his mother used to make for him a little robe and take it to him each year when she went up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Then Eli would bless her husband and his wife, Hannah, and say, The Lord give you children by this woman for the loan which she lent to the Lord. Mm. So then they would return to their home. And the Lord visited Hannah, and she conceived, and bore three sons and two daughters. And her son Samuel grew in the presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. I just love that fitting. What a fitting. Yeah. And then we know what happens after that, who Samuel becomes, here I am, Lord, and he anoints Saul and David. It's just such a beautiful, you know, we never know the impact of our, that our fidelity has. Mm -hmm. And that's just one small portion of it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So good. So, my dear friends, Michelle, would you like to offer to our listeners your one thing? My one thing is actually the Given Forum. They open up Ooh. registration for June. And so that is yeah. for young adult women that you feel like the Lord is trying to birth something in your heart. It's like you have a calling or you, everyone has a calling. But there is something that is stirring a dream, a purpose, a mission, an apostolate. So I would love for you to check out the Given Forum. They're accepting applications now. I mean, as of now, it is supposed to happen in June in Washington, D.C. Like, we're not banging on anything, but we are going to hold fast to the promise that hopefully this will happen. But I will put the link in our show notes to the given forum. Yay. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Miss Heather, for you. Yeah, my one thing is um, the conference that I mentioned in the podcast was the Passion Annual Conference. And this year they just did it online. And usually I try to tune in for a little bit of it. And their primary uh, audience is college students. So uh, I had registered for it. And then my college student, Maria, she said, hey, mom, I registered for the Passion Conference. You want to watch it with me? I was like, uh, yeah. So we took the day. It was um, 
New Year's Eve and watched uh, all of these talks and you can see them online still, I think through to the end of January, you can just go to passion2021.com and see where you can find that. But it was really, really powerful and it's not a Catholic conference. So yes, there's not going to be everything the same. We don't agree on everything, but mostly everything that was talked about, I was like, yes and amen. And I was like shouting at the TV probably 20 times. There was just so much truth being spoken and it was so, so good. And, you know, their previous year, um, how they entered into the new year of 2020, that was just like fireworks everywhere. And uh, Hillsong was on stage. It was, I mean, I mean, it was like a roar that they came into 2020 with. And, and this year, everyone was on their knees. And even we were in our little room, you know, upstairs, just bringing in the new year on our knees, dedicating our life to the Lord again. And so whatever conference, no conference, I just think it's a good idea for all of us to take some time on our knees and just give our, give our life to Jesus again. Um, for this mm. year. So, anyway, it was mm. great. So good. That's, that's a good word. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, I, I want to offer like Neil Diamond is my one thing. Cause that's my name right now on the screen. So I'm like on a Neil Diamond kick, but I won't, we've officially become old. We talk about the weather, then Neil Diamond. It's just too much. It's too much people. So I don't know. <laughs> Neil Diamond's greatest hits. Actually, my one thing for the week is we recently had Father Mike Schmitz on talking about his Bible, uh, Bible in a year podcast, which debuted at number one in America above any other political podcast, above any other crime podcast. I mean, it debuted a priest and a Bible debuted at number one in America, which is amazing. And so I, I've been listening to it. I love it. It's so great. So So if you haven't, so good, if you haven't subscribed to it, we would just highly recommend that. So for my, my one thing for the week is hands down Father Mike Schmitz's new podcast, Bible in a Year. It's so, yeah. Amen. You know, what a way to start the year out. See, and finish it. Yeah. (laughs) See, Father Mike Schmitz, it is the year of the word. There you go, Father. There you go. We're We're together abiding. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us, dear listeners. We we pray that the Lord speaks to you uh, this week and your desires. And we just invite you to press in, to press in and to open your heart to him who uh, will bring everything in your heart to fruition in his own way and in his own time for he loves you. So until next week, we will be abiding together. Have a wonderful week. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one thing, transcripts, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of its content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content to you. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through a website called Patreon, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member and you will receive monthly individual videos from Michelle, Heather, and I, as well as other exclusive content, recipes, playlists, downloadable prints, and more. 
You can find all the information about Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abiding together. Thank you and God bless you.